If you guys are like me and you have a crazy, hectic, busy schedule, it is so easy to fall into a dinner time rut and get out of your routine. With HelloFresh, you can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week. So there's always something delicious to discover. With so many in-season ingredients, you'll taste all the freshness of fall in every bite of HelloFresh chef-crafted recipes. Produce travels from the farm to your door for peak ripeness you can taste. HelloFresh does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-portioned, which is huge because a lot of people don't know how to portion their meals and they're ready to cook. Alongside a picture with a step-by-step recipe card. I love using HelloFresh. Like I said, I'm working all day long. It makes it very difficult at the end of the day when I'm tired, I'm run down. All I want to do is eat with HelloFresh. Everything is super simple and it's ready to go at my fingertips. And most important part, it tastes delicious. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 booth. That's two O's in there and use code 50 booth for 50% off plus free shipping. Again, that's go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Booth and use code 50Booth for 50% off plus free shipping. You guys are going to love it. It is America's number one meal kit. We are back in the booth. I'm Sean Booth. And thank you guys for tuning in wherever you're listening from. Maybe you're listening from Agawam, Massachusetts. Maybe you're in Boulder, Colorado. And maybe you're in East Windsor, Connecticut. I don't know. Wherever you are, we appreciate your support. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Instagram at inthebooth.podcast. Check us out wherever you want to check us out. Check us out on OnlyFans. Uh, just kidding. Don't have a page there yet. Yet, Sam Cat. And we are back. <laughs> And we got in the hot seat, not in the love seat, to my left today. She is coming off a five-day bender of her cousin's 30th birthday party. She is barely alive right now, but she is here. She is rocking some Nike sneakers, just regular old uh, Air Maxes, I believe they call those. They got some air in the max of the heel. She's got some black leggings. That's just a, a classic every... Every lady's got a pair of those in their closet with a sweatshirt unzipped. It's called a quarter zip, buddy. A quarter zip. Oh, God, we are <laughs> off to a hot start. We got nothing in the hair today. Just a couple strands behind the left ear, a couple behind the right ear. She's got a fanny pack laying next to her side. I don't know why she has a fanny pack. I don't know what's in the fanny pack. But ladies and gentlemen, give it up for her. Fanny cat. <laughs> okay. Fanny Pack Cat. That was, yeah, Fanny Pack Cat is better. Fanny Cat's a little weird. Um, so I just learned right now that you put a Z in the word Massachusetts. Mas- Massachusetts. No, it's Massachusetts. It's Mass- Massachusetts. There's no Z in the word Massachusetts, Booth. I grew up in Massachusetts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's simply incorrect pronunciation. You know how to spell Massachusetts? M-A-S-S-A-S-S-E-C-H-U-E-T-E-S. Wrong. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, I started spelling Mississippi there for a second. M-I-S-S-I-S-S-I-P-P-I. Wow, look at you. Yeah. Education. Um, yeah, so it's it's Massachusetts, and I will 100% die on that hill. So, Do you know it's okay. called Connecticut? If I thought about it, yeah. Well, think about it. C-O-N-N-E-C. It's Connecticut. Connect-I-Cut. Like, like Wednesday. 
Yeah, that was a tough one growing up. I do like the joke that has been circulating on the internet of like, man, I really wish Gwen Stefani would have spelt something more important than bananas. Yeah. Because I do refer back to that, but it's just like, I wish it was necessary or restaurant. I can never spell the word restaurant. There's one word I'm trying to think of it right now that I can never get right. And it's a simple word. Hopefully I remember it's it. It's Massachusetts. <laughs> that one too. But there's one that's a more commonly used throughout the English language. And I'm just like. <sighs> Necessarily is hard. That one's not terrible. It's just like how many C's versus how many S's, my dude. Yeah. Who knows? I before E except after C, but plus before the P under the T. Okay. That's what they say. Anyways. How was your um, weekend? It was so long. <laughs> it was a fantastic weekend. My cousin, like Sean said, turned 30. So if you listened to last week when Nick was with us, my mother and one of my cousins was already here. We did a lot of house projects leading into the weekend. So we were already, you know, working hard before everybody else showed up. The grand total was 22 of us in two Airbnbs plus friends from Nashville. We did a party bus on Friday with costumes, which was actually so fun. I had not been on a party bus since I basically moved to Nashville. They're fun. They are so much more fun when you're on them than stuck behind them late to be going to wherever you're supposed to be going. Right. Uh, my father was a pastor. My mother was a pregnant nun. My one cousin was the Pope and his husband was the Cardinal. And they were leaning out the side of the bus, like blessing people. I am pretty sure, I'm surprised I haven't seen them on Instagram. The amount of people that were taking videos of them. And obviously my dad was like eating it up and so was the rest of them. But I made a conscious effort when I got off. I was like, you know what? It was so fun to have people reacting to us positively. Like it was awesome for people to like wave back and like really dive into it. That I'm like, I'm going to make an effort now when I see the party buses to like honk my horn, clap for them, woo them, whatever it may be, because it was fun for me. And I live here and I see it every single day. I'm like, oh man, imagine if you came from a small town and had never experienced that before. That would be awesome. You feel famous. Yeah. I like pumping them up. I pump them up. Yeah. I'll give them a little fist pump. Uh, I'll um, throw them on my Instagram, which I've been doing lately for the bachelorette parties. I, I have noticed that. Is that like a, a new segment? Uh, it's you're a new segment. Out? I love it. People love it. And there's some people who send me the meanest DMs. They're like, you are so mean and so rude that you're out here making fun of these girls. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not making fun of anybody. I am literally posting a video of them walking down Broadway in front of the wings. I'm pumping them up. I'm putting some fun music on. Like, this is fun. Those people obviously are really fun. We'd love to invite you to happy hour. Yeah. There was one lady who was trying to say, compare it to me being a dad. And if I have a daughter and I was like, lady, you need to just like chill, chill. And you don't even say anything about them. You just like, no. post, like, oh, Broadway's never seen a group of 23, like those girls that had the 23s on. The last one I had was um, all the girls walking across the crosswalk with all white boots and skirts oh, on. Oh, yeah. That is, the, that is the uniform. If you would like to come to Nashville and be a tourist, yeah. you wear some sort of denim, a hat, and white knee-high cowboy boots. Right. I love it. And I get now, I get bachelorette parties DMing me, telling me where they are. So I can go so take can a come take, Yeah, you're about yeah. to like launch a segment here. I think we're on to something. Yeah. I'm trying to get a bachelorette party on the show. We've had multiple reach out, but the dates don't work. But okay. if there's a, uh, it's tough in the middle of the week. I was going to say, because we filmed this on like, Tuesdays, know, Wednesdays. Yeah. They're not, you know, they have jobs at home. They're usually dead by Tuesday, <laughs> Yeah, Wednesday. that's how I feel right now. Yeah. I feel like I was at a bachelorette party. Well, it was how many days did you five, say? Five, okay. five days. Now, was that too long? Way too long. Way too long. 30th uh, birthday is obviously a big birthday. Sure. But five days is five days. So Thursday night, 
my mom, so I don't know if you've ever heard of Portillo's in Chicagoland area based. Is that a I, restaurant? Yes. Yeah. They have hot dogs. They're like famous for hot dogs and Italian beef. They're delicious. And yeah. I grew up outside Chicago, so that's like a staple in our family. My cousin Kelsey loves hot dogs. They call so, her Kel's dog. <laughs> that's very true. Uh, so my mom got like a prepackaged, shipped hot dog meal for our family to enjoy on her actual birthday, which was Thursday. Friday, like I said, we went on the party bus. Saturday, we went on the General Jackson Cruise on the Cumberland River. Damn. And it was pretty cool. They had like dancing and singing and all that. The food was decent. And... You could go out and you're in the Cumberland. I've never seen downtown from the Cumberland. I do have to say that was a pretty good view. You ever you're, swim in the Cumberland? It's dirty. Uh, There's dead people in there. Yeah. I've seen bodies in the yeah, Cumberland. I don't. Out. I've, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to venture in there, but I had never seen, you feel so small down in the water looking up at Nissan and you look over the Batman building looks enormous. Mm -hmm. And obviously the riffraff of Broadway was hysterical to watch from that yeah and then on sunday was the main event that's where it all started we went to the woolworth theater where chuck wicks has yes. his um show but we rented out the basement bar it's nice. called the twisted wool and we had some of our friends that play locally here and you know some have been on the voice and some have dropped their debut albums and all that stuff and we had them perform two or three of their songs did some covers um and then we had a dj and nice. i drank 102 old fashions <laughs> Um, and then we went to Lakeside Lounge on the east side to round it out because that's how we do. We go from top tier, high level theater. Everybody was dressed to the nines in like almost red carpet attire. It was like black tie. And then we went to dive bar east side and before we called it a night. There we go. That's how it works. And that's the last time I drank was at Chuck's bar on Jingle Jam and oh yeah, the basement. I was there. I was there. Yeah. That was a good time too. That, that Bar is awesome. That I love bar it. is awesome. And it's like reasonably priced. Well, unless you're like me and I'm on stage, I'm like, everybody here gets a shot of tequila. You line did, them up. You did order 40 tequila shots before we left. Yeah. 40. Hey, can Whatever we have 40 tequila shots? Yeah. No, it was 40. I have a video of it on <laughs> my right. phone of you with your turtleneck <laughs> yeah, the and turtleneck. your arm sling. I'm yeah. like, this dude's about to fall off the stage and break his other arm. Yeah, that was rough. That's when we were looking at videos of the first Jingle Jam we ever had where you were Santa Claus. That was a we good were one. reminiscing. Yeah. That was a good time. Yeah. I mean, we haven't started planning Jingle Jam yet. I don't know if we're going to do it this year. A lot going on. Got a baby coming. We're getting pretty close. It's, uh, I don't know. We'll see. How's it going with that? What's an update there? An update? We're going good. We're rocking. We're rocking uh, the third trimester and we have eight weeks left. The baby is now like ready to live on its own if something were to happen and the baby came early, which is a very comforting thing to know. Yeah. And... She's just at that uncomfortable stage. Yeah. You just start getting so big and you can't like lay down. You lay down one side, the baby's kicking. But it's like every two minutes, she's like, feel, 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 like grabs yeah. my hands. And it is wild. Last night, I was literally feeling the baby on one side of the belly and I could feel it on the other side. The thing is running out of room in there. Oh, yeah. Well, Dre's not tall. She's a she's small not. person, so yeah. she, there's not a lot of room for that baby to go. Yeah. I genuinely, like my hands are sweating now thinking about touching a baby in the belly. I don't know what it is, but it's not not my thing. It's I, wild. I think it's cool to look at. And obviously it's like, oh my God, there's a human inside you, but I do not want to touch the belly. When a baby kicks a belly, I'm like, I can't unfeel it. I don't know what it is. It's always been like that. It's No offense to people's bellies, but. I'm the same way. And when I feel, it's like a whole different thought process when I can actually feel my kid, it is, it's like, obviously it's real. And you know, the more time goes by, the more I'm like, holy crap, having a kid. But when I have my hand on her belly and that thing starts moving around, it is like 
sends shockwaves through my body. Like, holy crap. You know that in two months, you'll be holding that baby. That's nuts. That's so exciting, though. That's nuts. I feel like the one thing I was actually thinking about her and my other friend is having a baby, honestly, probably two days before Dre, if Dre uh, goes to her due date. But the only thing I could think about for them right now, I know they're uncomfortable, but it's like, damn, at least it's not 90 degrees anymore. We've had some nice weather here in Nashville. And I'm like, that has to be some sense of relief that you're getting to the point of being so uncomfortable that maybe the underboob sweat has chilled out just a bit. Yeah, I was talking about this today with somebody at a broker's open. I also do real estate on the side. And we had this lady there who just had a baby four weeks ago. And she had the baby with her and just had this, what is it, a baby Bjorn? Or yeah. Like a really Those cool kangaroo one. kangaroo pouches. Yeah, she was just, she was there for like two hours and just standing up, walking around the house and just like, you know, kind of just moving back and forth a little bit, not a peep out of the baby. And then we got into talking about it. She had twins that are three years old. Wow. Yeah, they came out uh, four pounds, boys. Holy shit. Yeah. And I was like, that's pretty Ooh. big for a couple of twins. Is it? Uh, oh, I don't know anything about twins, but that sounds small. No, I was yeah, like a nine pound baby. Yeah, that's a total of eight pounds if you do the math that's correctly. That's true. That's true. So, I mean, I mean, <laughs> most twins come out early. Yeah. Because they can't stay in there much but longer. But think about if you were a small woman like Dre and had twins. You don't even have room for one baby. Where the hell are two going? You should see my grandma. She had what? twins. Identical <laughs> okay. twins. My grandma is like four foot eight. Wait, twins run in your family? My aunts are identical twins. My granny was a twin. I have cousins who are twins. Oh! Yeah. I was hoping for twins. Yeah. I wanted twins. Okay. Yeah. Why? Just because? Yes. Knock no, them out. No You're going to have one. Might as well have two. And so, and you That's get a, a bold autom- statement from someone who doesn't have to push <laughs> either of them out of their yeah, literal body. That whole thing. But I'm like, they come out with the best friend. There was a video I saw on TikTok the other day that was like the cutest thing in the world. There was these two twins and it was the first time that they had been separated Aww. since birth for like the day. Oh, they're they, like toddlers? Toddlers. I've seen this video, I think. And then they get them back, back in the together. crib. Yeah. Oh, in the crib. Oh yeah. No, they're back together and they have the night cam on the the cribs and they have one this way, one that way. And they both stood up in the middle of the night and they were just hugging each other and kissing each other on the forehead and just holding each other. That's going to make me cry. <laughs> yeah. Like little, little babies, like in the middle of the night. It was the first time that they've been apart and it's wild. That so. is insane. I only know a handful of twins yeah. in my personal life. Oh. And I don't know that. I don't. There's a lot of twins here in Nashville. I know a bunch of twins here in Nashville. Really? Yeah. Okay. We I have guess a couple I just, of the gym. Um, yes. Well, I only know one set of twins. We've at the had gym. three or four sets of twins that have come through BC. Well, I think I only know one of them then. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not paying attention. Or maybe I just thought it was one person and I see them. <laughs> yeah. And unless they're not standing next to each other, I don't realize that there's two of them. Yeah. No, That's we've had bad. a bunch of twins. But long story short, we're like, yeah, this is a great time to be in a third trimester because you're not in the middle of the Tennessee heat. Oy. No. I mean, I'm miserable in the Tennessee heat with no baby in me. So. Props to pregnant ladies in the heat. Yeah, but That's guess what, sweet. Sam Cat? What? We don't have much more heat. We're in the fall season. We're in the burrs. Weather is beautiful right now. I love it. Love it. I love it. I've had all my windows open with no heat. Just lit my pilot light on my... I can just flip the switch now and have a nice fire. I'm here for it. Yesterday was gloomy. My mom was... It was her birthday yesterday. And Happy she was birthday. like... Yeah, she was like, oh, it's so gloomy. I'm like, I love it. I love, love a gloomy day. Curling up, reading a book. We know you don't read. We already went over that, but. Whoa, whoa. I read every night. No, you read 10 pages of an encyclopedia and fall asleep. We Correct. Already, like, yeah. Episode one, you couldn't distinguish between fiction and fantasy. And it was. Yeah. Well, I haven't read in a couple, that. shoo, probably like a month or two. 
Really? Yeah. Still listen to my audiobooks, but that's fair. I think that yeah. that counts as reading. I was asking my one other friend is like really into books. We, we nerd out about them and give each other, you know, recommendations. Yeah. And I'm like, does it count if you listen to it audioly? Audioly is that a word? Audioly is not a word. Okay, but well, I'll it let is you now. It. it is now. <laughs> um, and I think that it is. I think that still constitutes as reading a book. Um, I don't. No. No, big audiobook guy, but I don't think it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But see, you probably listen to audiobooks that are like, in 1912, the like boring ass shit. It's I'm not listening like, to audiobooks right now on like dad stuff. Okay, that's fair. That's a little more exciting than whatever yeah. shit you used to listen to. Yeah. I see. I listen to, or not, I don't listen. Yeah, but I don't want to be like, because I listen to audiobooks when I go on a walk with Walter every day, but I don't want to be like walking Walter and it's like, and this zombie went to this house and he married this. Why vampire. are you so obsessed with zombies <laughs> and vampires? That's what, like, why? That's what you ladies Do read. Do you understand how much more is out there? You have such a small scope. Like, how can you sit here and not, like, you're shitting on it, but you don't even I'm know. I'm not it. shitting on it. You are. No, no, I'm saying it's not for me. Well, vampires aren't for me either. That doesn't mean that I can't read books. What about movies? What about movies? How many movies can you watch? In one sitting. <laughs> I don't know. Probably a lot. That was my segue too. Oh, I know what you're saying now. Okay, that was rough, but we'll go there. Yeah. We'll do it. Uh, final four. Speaking of holiday. And hey, listen, I segued with the cold weather. I drove us that direction first to get all, into I Halloween. Up, first of all, I brought up cold weather. You brought up hot weather. Brought up, okay. You brought up the hot Whatever. weather. You brought up... How many movies can you watch in one sitting? Yeah. I, you know what I do like uh, the joke though, where people are like, oh, if someone sat down, I was like, do you want to watch this eight hour movie? They're like, no, are you insane? It's like, oh, do you want to sit down and watch this entire TV series and it's eight hours? They're yes. like, yes. Yeah, I can do that. What is the difference between the two? I can sit down and watch two TV series all the way through. People, obviously when Netflix and everything that was streaming came out, they would yeah. just put all of their content out at once. Then you binge it in one Sunday right. and people are like, well, when is it coming out? Meanwhile, it took them, you know, a year to make what you did in one Sunday. Right. So I feel like you and I are the perfect example of why they had to start staggering their release yeah. of their episodes because, you know, once you start, you can't stop. That's what they say. I just watched the David Beckham documentary, which was awesome. I've heard good reviews. It was great. Fantastic. But the two series that I could watch just sitting down, one, Breaking Bad, the greatest show ever created on TV. That's a fact. Brian Cranston, Aaron Paul, so good. Anybody wants to argue that? I do. What, I do. Have you even tried? Yes, I have. I've actually tried three separate times. The first time I couldn't get past the like whatever episode in the first season three when there's four. a body in the bathtub and then it falls through the ceiling. I was yeah. like, yeah, this is not for me. And then you get past that. And then you know what your what your gift is at the end of getting past dead bodies rotting? A middle-aged white dude in tidy whities in the middle of Walter a freaking white. dessert. It might dessert. be the dessert. greatest actor of all time. I'm not knocking his acting. I'm just not trying to see an old dude in tidy whities in my free time. I mean, he's only in tidy whities for a few minutes. It right? felt like an eternity to me. So if he wasn't in whitey tidies, you'd be in right now? I don't know. I don't know. Because I just like, I tried those two or three times and I was like, this is not for me. Okay. Well, Same with like Game of Thrones. I never got into that one. Yeah. I only watched one season. But the second series is Lost. Never seen that one. Ooh. Isn't that older? Older. Yes. Like 2000s yeah. or like yeah. 90s? 2000s. Did you watch it when it was live or is it something you binge now in 2023? Um, I believe I watched a few seasons, binged, and then I was caught up and then started watching oh. it live, which was kind of cool because you get to have something to look forward every week. That is true. That is true. Um, Right now I am 
per week watching the newest American Horror Story, which I feel like is with the time. See, that is my reaction. I watched like the first season, fell off for about, I don't know, 10 years, just came back to this one. It has my... uh, It has my attention. I don't recommend you or Dre watching it because it is about a woman going through IVF in pregnancy and it's fucking weird. So Connie Britton's in that, right? She was. She isn't in this story. I know I love Connie. But um, Emma Roberts is the main character. And then the guy, he's blonde and he was in Gilmore Girls. I can't remember his actual name, but his name is Logan Huntsberger in Gilmore Girls. He is the like lead with Emma Roberts. And then Kim Kardashian is actually a... Kimade. Yeah, a big part of the show. And she's pretty good. I do have to say. Her character is very sarcastic and it's not. It just, they're just like, hey, Kim, kind of play yourself. Uh, I don't know that she's that brash, but I don't know her. So maybe she is. Yeah. I, I used to love Connie Britton when she was like the. Tammy mom. Taylor. Yeah, Tammy Taylor. Coach Taylor was like my first yeah, crush. Yeah. Yeah. I had a crush Tim on Riggins. Connie. Riggins. Everybody loves Riggins. I got He's a, a t-shirt man. that says Mrs. Riggins. Yeah. And when I first moved to Nashville, I was sitting at Pinewood Social and then I'm like, is that Connie Britton sitting at the table next to us? And it was. And I was like. Did you say something? I didn't. No. Speaking of not saying things to your celebrity crushes. Um, Whoa. Oh, we got off track. Yeah. Come well. On. Come on. Steering the ship back here. I know, but I met the love of my life last night. All right. Yeah, we'll get into that. Fine. But first. I'll wait. Movies. Final four. It's Halloween season. And we're going to have a Halloween special episode which will drop the day before Halloween because Halloween is on the 31st. That's a Tuesday. Monday the 30th, we'll have a fun Halloween special for you. Until then, we want to talk about our favorite Final Four Halloween slash scary movies. Top four, all time. What can the people watch at home to get ready for Halloween? You go first, starting at number four. My number four is going to be the Halloween series in general, but okay. I specifically love the first and the last. And Jamie Lee Curtis is in all of them and she's a badass. But I think that it's just when you think Halloween, you think Jason. Do you not? Right. Yeah, you do. That's fair. And do I, people growing up now think that though? Even with the new ones that are terrible? Not. No, probably not. I think it's uh, definitely more for older people. And by older people, I mean like me. Yeah. And older than me. Yeah. Those still will get you, though. I did learn a, when I was watching those. I, I do love scary movies, but a tips slash tricks, if you are forced to watch a scary movie that you don't want to watch, you could just plug your ears. The music and the anticipation that they build up with the instruments make it so much scarier than what's actually happening. So if you're freaking out, just plug your ears and it will just be like some guy in a mask running around very poorly, by the way. Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's funny now. Yeah. The old ones are the best. They are. Obviously. Okay. That's a good one. I'm what's just going to, you know, for um, classic, the best, everybody's probably going to have it on their list is Hocus Pocus. Yes. That is, you know, um, that's why I put it four. Don't want to take up my first three spots, but one that I love more than anything. It is very nostalgic. The cast was fantastic. And that was just such a staple in our childhood. Mine, yours, and you're seven. No, no, you're not that much younger than me. Four, three. We're good at math. Yeah. But Hocus Pocus. Yes. This is the best. That was my number three. So that's awkward yeah. because now I don't have anything to say. But yeah. I do have to say, I still listen to, listen to it, uh, watch it. And I try and not overdo it. But I feel like it's one of those things. If you have any sort of themed party to go to, you can throw that on. Yes. And everybody is either entertained 
not scared, but it's like good background music. Also, kind of a jam. It's a jam. I put a spell on you. Yeah, that part is awesome. I used to have a crush too on Jess, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker, the blonde witch. When she was dressed like a witch? Yeah. Wow. I was that into it. Says a lot about you. But, <laughs> yeah, um, I okay. dig it. Okay. Yeah. Have you seen number two? I haven't. Don't want to. Not going to. Don't do it. You'll be disappointed. Exactly. It's not good. Do you think that you were going to be. I, it was more curiosity. Yeah. Because there was so much buildup about it. And I saw a couple clips that seemed funny. And I'm not knocking the whole movie, but it wasn't for me. Okay. Number three for me, I have the original first ever Scream. Stop. That's mine. Yeah. The number, number one with Drew Barrymore. Yes. Where she's on, on the, the phone. phone. Yes. In the very opening scene. With the white she's, bob. She's cooking popcorn on the stove. That's mine. I remember at my house in Maple Lab with my two sisters and we convinced my mom for us to purchase it on pay-per-view and you had to call a number and then enter the number of the movie you wanted and then enter the credit card and that's how I got to watch the movie that was the first scary movie I watched and I was so scared that I uh, slept in Jesse and Megan my sister's bedroom that night on the floor that is I a was scary terrified. movie that is a scary movie and I don't know it could just be my childhood imagination running wild. But the thing about Scream that got me was that it was like someone in the neighborhood. It Like Jason's like a big, bad, scary guy that had all these things. Like, you know, he's a literally the boogeyman. But Scream was like, anybody you know. And Realistic. it was like, yeah, playing off the fact like, I mean, I was babysitting at that time. People could break into the house and stab me if they wanted to. Yes. I think that plays on the fear much more than maybe like an imaginary character. And that is what my number two is okay. going into my favorite scariest movie is The Strangers. Okay, I don't think I've seen that. That is scary as hell. Is that Aliens? Based, nope, it's based on a true story, based on true events. It is with Liv Tyler and it starts off, they are a couple engaged, kind of fighting. It's at the end of the night. They just got back from a wedding. They're out at this house, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And they're both upset. I don't know, whatever they're going through. That's not the important part. But then all of a sudden, it's like two in the morning, you hear. And then they're like, what? And then it just keeps knocking. And then they open the door. So it's like some creepy girl standing there. And they close the door. And then they just keep hearing noises around the house. And then all of a sudden, these people are just terrorizing them on the outside with masks, creepy, creepy masks. And they try to get like, they cut off the phone lines. They slit the tires. You can't leave anywhere. Is this old? uh, Yeah, I saw it in high school in theaters and like it gets nasty. It's scary as shit. Well, I'm going to add that to my list because I I thought it was something to do with like aliens, like crop circles. Wasn't there one that was was around that time? Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of that one. And then at the end, they're like, why are you doing this? And they're like, because you're home. Yeah, which is scary. Literally, yeah, that's the. I think that there's, I don't know, like the boogeyman stuff doesn't get to me as much as, or anything that has to do with like religion yeah. and scary, like the shining where they're like, he's possessed. That's scary. Right. But my number one is actually, I believe it's also based off a true story. I don't know how much is actually true, but um, the Amityville horror Ooh. with Ryan Reynolds, okay. where they like move into a new house. And then all of a sudden, the dad, like, is possessed by something in the house. And then it's like, you know, shit hits the fan. And he's trying to basically kill his family. And it gets wild. But I feel like that kind of stuff where it's like 
inexplicable. What is inexplicable? Is that a word? Unexplainable. All of those words. Um, as to like why someone's behavior has changed. Yeah. I just feel like that's not that far out of the realm of possibility where you could know someone one day, they could suffer a mental break. And then I don't know how many stories have you heard about like someone waking up and just stabbing their wife in the middle of the night. That's that what shit I'm happens. That's why those are the best ones because it makes you feel something. That's why all those other ones with zombies and vampires yeah. are bullshit. Yeah. Stop hating on books, Booth. My number one, maybe not as realistic as the others, equally as scary, back in 1991, a little flick by the name of Ernest Scared Stupid. Never heard of it. Oh, my gosh. What do you mean, oh, my gosh? You 1991, I was like, no. You don't know Ernest. No, I, should I say it again? No. I have no. I've never seen that person in my life. Oh, my goodness. I know there's people out there right now that are like, holy crap, Ernest. Let me read you the description of the movie. Please do. Ernest P. Worrell is working as a garbage collector in a small Missouri town. Despite the warnings of superstitious local old lady Hackmore, he accidentally unleashes devious troll Trantor, a slimy creature confined under a tree for 200 years. Trantor changes some kids into wooden dolls and turns Ernest's dog Rimshot into a log. Ernest then teams up with old lady Hackmore to get rid of the beast and bring the victims back to life. Ernest was the goat, and it had the scariest, scariest monsters when you were a kid. That movie is the scariest Halloween movie there is. Ernest scares you to check it out. Okay. Uh, never heard of it, but it does sound awfully close to a fantasy novel, by the way. It, yeah. Yeah. So that's where our age gap kind of breaks. Yeah, I've never... I don't even think I've heard of that, honestly. Ernest? Was it popular? You should be Ernest for Halloween. I am not going to do that. I already have my Halloween costume Are you sure up. you've never seen this guy before? He, he made so many movies. I mean, the picture you showed me wasn't exactly flattering, so I could be wrong. <laughs> and also, 1991, I was like less than a year old. Okay, you keep showing me pictures of this dude. Why does he look like that in every photo? No, I don't know who that is. He has a lot of teeth. Does he have more than usual? That man is... Not cute. What's going on? Yeah. All right. That says right. a lot about you, Booth. I get it. There we go. That's our uh, final That's our four. Actually, you know what I'm going to do right now? Hmm. I'm going to call on the hotline here, Coach Rose, who is putting on a October scary movie challenge, which she does every October. Okay. She has a certain amount of movies. She puts out a calendar. You can participate if you want. Probably not. It's too late. But you get a certain amount of points for watching movies. Some movies are worth other points. Whatever. It's a whole big thing. And Like an advent calendar, but for scary movies? Sure. But I'm going to get her take on her favorite Halloween. She's a big movie. Halloween girl? Yeah. Huge. Okay. Yeah. Isn't it weird how people are either like big Halloween or big Christmas? Yeah. Poor Thanksgiving. I know. That's tough. That's tough. Hello? Coach Rose. Yo, what's poppin'? What's poppin'? It's Sean here. You are live on In The Booth Podcast, so keep that language under control. <laughs> just kidding. You can say whatever you want. Me and Sam Cat just gave our favorite for Halloween and scary movies. I was talking about your movie challenge that you do every year. Ah, okay. And we want to know what your top four scary slash Halloween movies are right off the cuff Ooh. here. All right, lit. As of right now, changes, but as of right now, it's going to be Descent. Okay. It's going to be Barbarian. Barbarian. All right. 
Conjuring, the first one. I mean, all of them are great, but I love the, the classic first Conjuring. Okay. The Exorcist. So that's your number one, The Exorcist. I think so. I grew up with that one being the scariest movie for me. So. All right. We didn't have any of those four. We were we were very different. Have you ever heard of Ernest? Ernest. <laughs> no. I don't think so. Yeah. Well, you're not. Yeah, I'm a little bit older than you. All right. I had uh, Hocus Pocus. The Strangers, Ernest, and... Scream. Scream. The original Scream. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Those are like rookie league for you, I feel like. <laughs> you know, that's... No, they're, they're cool. They're cool. <laughs> I think Strangers is a lot of people's scariest movie because they feel like it could happen to them. Exactly. You know? Yeah. But, uh, you know... Uh, the movie's not bad, but it's like once the first it happens, you realize that the entire movie's going to do the same thing of not knowing who that person was. And they could be anywhere watching you in the house. Yeah. The music is just the the thrill and the suspense. And if you're listening True. to it with surround sound, it, it'll get you. True. True, true, true. All right. Well, hey, anybody can do your challenge, even though we're halfway through the month right now. But- ah. Go to We Love Scary Movies Instagram. Yes, sir. We Love Scary Movies. And explain to us how it works. All right. So I have two movies assigned to each day of October. You can watch one for one point or two for two points. Once the day has passed, you cannot earn points for that movie. But if you can't watch a movie every day because you have a job and all that good stuff, of course, of course, I have a bonus point page. And so you watch a certain movie off that list, you get a certain number of points. Example, Barbarian, I believe, is six points this year. All right. And you switch uh-huh. the list every year. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Is there a new yeah. movie this year that's like the new scary movie? I know that one last year where they had that kidnapping. What was that one with the guy wearing the hat? What, or kept in the basement? The oh, kid? Oh, Black Phone? Yeah, Black Phone. Yeah. Yes, sir. That, that's on the list this year. It was so brand new last year. I didn't want to make anyone pay too much. You know what I'm saying? Was there a new one like that this year, though? I think Barbarian would be the closest one. All right. Well, good to know. Thanks for uh, letting us pick your brain here on Scary Movies. Yeah, I'm literally on my way to BC. All right. We'll see you there. (laughs) All (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, that's funny. She's like hands out stickers after class. She had. Did you get one? No, I didn't know any of this. I'm learning. Yeah. I didn't realize she was such a big movie buff in general. I do know that she loves. The, I know it sounds stupid to say, but like the arts in general. Right. She loves obscure music and obscure movies that like I've never heard. Well, obscure for me. But I feel like she really, you know, she's saying her data on her computer. I feel like that's a funny way to say it, but she's probably right. She's the type of person I feel like has like spreadsheets of movies and music and stuff. Yeah. Like she's an actor. And yes. She had like acting class today. Yes. And she sings. An artist, a DJ. Yes. Yeah. She's very talented. Yeah. Very talented. We love Rose. There we go. Hopping her movie challenge. Moving on. Okay. Sam Cat fell in love last night. Oh, yes, 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 yes. No, no. I've uh I've already been in love, but it was like a question mark because I feel like you can't really wait a minute. What? You mean like with Theo Vaughn? Yes. Oh my goodness. It's not real love. All right, I take it back. I thought you might have met somebody. Oh no, no, no. I just finally got to see Theo Vaughn in person. Oh. Okay. That, that changes it. You know, like you watch someone on Instagram or you listen to their podcast and it's like, yeah, I don't know if this guy's actually, you could, he could be edited, I guess, is what I've learned, especially living in Nashville, surrounded by a lot of influencers. 
a lot of them are edited. They're not like that in real life. And you know the old saying, don't uh, meet your heroes? Is yeah. that what it is? Don't yeah, meet yeah. your heroes? Not that Theo Vaughn is my hero by any stretch of the imagination, but sometimes I just feel like you build someone up in your head and then you meet them and it's like, womp, womp. Right. Um, I was not womp, womping. I laughed out loud. I was thoroughly confused, but entertained the entire time. I think that he is different than any other stand-up comedian I've seen because he is unpolished. You can tell that he might have something that he, like some type of script, maybe, but I don't think so. I think he just gets up there and he just starts telling stories about his life. And then he like, you know, they do crowd work. And so the people that were sitting next to the stage, he would dive in with them and just kind of do little bits off that. And then the funniest part about stand-up comedy to me is when someone is so quick-witted and can think on their feet where they do crowd work and it's funny the first time, but then as the bit goes on, they're talking about something else. And if they refer back to that, and it's just like they refer back to that person that they were working with. Right. I would give an example, but I feel like Theo's were not very, PG, I shouldn't share right. them. Yeah. But they were hysterical because it's kind of like an intimate, personal joke with just the people that are in that show. Mm -hmm. So I really enjoy that because I think that is the true test of if you are funny. There's plenty of people who can get up in public speak. There's plenty of people who can tell jokes, but the way you do it and how naturally you do it, I feel like you're either funny or you're not. I don't know that you can learn to be funny. Yeah. He started, I believe, doing stand-up and then obviously he went to the podcasting, but he is just obviously a beast of TikTok uh, clips and reels, which yes. are hilarious. But there are a lot of people who say that they don't enjoy his stand-up and that he's not like a true stand-up comedian as like Bill Burr. Bill sure. Burr's like, one of the greatest, Dave Chappelle, right? Yes. But for somebody who loves Theo like we do, yes. I'm sure everything you listened to last night you thought was funny. I could see how he would like not the, be like, the favorite for like the, the purists. Yes. Yeah. Like the people who have had a long stretch of loving different comedians and all that stuff. I am the first person to admit I had no idea who Theo Vaughn was until like 2020. Okay. It's not like I've followed his career all these years and everything. I found him by you know, reels and clips on Instagram, basically starting with the Joe Rogan stuff. And then people would, I don't know. So then your algorithm changes and all of a sudden Theo's popping up everywhere. Then I found out he had his own podcast and it kind of yeah. like trickled down from there. But I could see how he does not fit the bill of what people want stand-up comedy to be because he's unlike anyone I've ever seen. Right. And it was a big day for my favorite comedians because Nate Bargetzi, who is my number yeah. one favorite comedian, announced that he's hosting SNL this week. Which I feel like I don't even know that guy. I'm so proud of him. He's a local boy. Yes, you know that? Mount Juliet. Yeah. I know. I was really or sad. Godsey. I was on the road when he sold out Bridgestone. Yeah. I was trying to get tickets to that so bad, but I had to be in wherever I was. Um, and then my other favorite comedian, Heather McMahon, which Dre is yeah. the one who introduced me to her. She would send me reels and she'd be like, this girl reminds me of you. Mm -hmm. So uh, she had her Netflix special come out yesterday and I got to see Theo Vaughn. I was like, today is a lit day for people that I love in comedy. You should be a stand-up comedian. I, <laughs> okay. Let's hear it right now. You're on the mic. No. I'm at Zanies. Nope, I'm not doing hey, that. Hey, everybody, welcome. Absolutely Fanny not. Fanny Pack Cat to the Absolutely stage. Absolutely not. Um, I have joked and I have dabbled about that. I do have a, um, a rough outline of what I would do. And Let's the, hear it. nope, I'm not going to do that. That's you can for turn sure. Turn the chair over there. Nope, I am good. Thank you. Thank you so much for the warm invite. But I will go ahead and not do that. Uh, Dre is actually someone who she took a screenshot on her phone that 
I will be on the zany stage for like open mic night by 2025 yeah. or something like that. And she sends me it like every six months. She's like, hey, just wondering if you're working towards it. And she put it in her notes app. We and got she'll two just, years. She'll just send it to me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm working on it. Trust me. There's still plenty of trauma and plenty of life yeah. events that are stacking up for me to be able to do that successfully. But to be a comedian, you have to go through some shit, some life shit. I think I don't know anybody besides Nate Bargatze who's I don't think he's been through like a crazy life. See, he seems like the most. But that is exactly why I disagree with what you're saying. Yes, I think you have. I think I would put myself in this category. People have gone through some shit and everybody has different defense mechanisms Mine is always humor. It's always sarcasm. In a tense situation, I'm going to crack a joke. I didn't choose that to be my defense mechanism. I feel like it just happened. And I think that the difference between just, I don't know, like someone's other defense mechanism could be to be recluse, to be mean, to be whatever they want to be. But like comedians are people who take those things and then make them relatable because a lot of other people are dealing with the same things you're dealing with. Or could relate to it, whether it be raising kids, whether it be have bad relationship with your parents, a great relationship with your parents, whatever it may be, the way you portray it to your audience, I think determines whether or not you are a successful comedian. Yes. So I think that you don't have to go through some shit. You just have to be able to articulate your shit to make it relatable to other people. Yeah. You could it's live all a, about being relatable. A silver spoon in your mouth, born, live in a royal family and have absolutely no any trauma in your life and you could still be a comedian. Right. But that's, that goes back to what I'm saying. It's like, I think you're either funny or you're not. I don't think you learn how to be funny. I agree. Yeah. Greatest comedian of all time, Chris Farley. Oh yeah. He was the goat. But he was, again, that was a guy who was fucked up and he went through a lot of shit and a lot of internal demons. I, you know, one thing I don't really keep in common with comedians that I've known and uh, me and Nate Bargatze, I guess, and a few others uh, is drugs. I don't do hard drugs, but that is like apparently rampant in the comedy oh, yeah. world. I mean, yes, when you say it out loud, it's like, duh, Sammy, how did you not know that? Yeah. But I guess I just never, I don't know. I always thought like musicians were the ones doing the hard drugs. Right. But I'm also new to the comedy scene. I would never yeah. go out of my way to say that I know a bunch of comedians and all this stuff. Like I'm just starting to dabble. Yeah. Well, we got two years to get you up on that stage. Until then, we'll try and get on a stage for a live show. Maybe we'll start there. I don't know, at Zany's, maybe one day. Hey, you never know. We'll keep growing. We'll keep doing our thing, and we'll be up there. I did host uh, Kelsey's birthday party on Sunday. I was the MC, and that was my first live hosting gig in a while. And I was like, wow, I forgot what it's like for people to just be staring at you with a microphone in your hand. Yeah. I hadn't done that since like 2016. You do it every week. No, nobody's looking at me. Cameras are looking at me. People You're are looking watching at me. you on YouTube right now. See, but that's just way less intimidating, yeah. I think. Yes, these lights and cameras can be intimidating, but it's not an instant reaction from right. someone. When you're up on the stage with a and mic, it's their face. instant. And yeah. if you're flopping, you know. Yeah. Here, I get to just like wait a week to see if I flop. Yeah. That's like when I did after the final rose for mm-hmm. The Bachelorette and there was 10 plus million people watching live. Live? Live. They do that live, really? Live. It's not even uh, ca- camera magic? Live. There's no delay. Probably like a 10-second delay. What if you stood something? up and said, and whatever, yeah. and was like way not TV? They would probably, it's probably like allowed. a 10, it's live. It's crazy. And looking back at it, it's just like, well, whatever, I just did it. Like, was I nervous? Yeah, but I was excited. And, but when you like, 
now that years have passed, I'm like 10 million people were watching me just on a stage, just sitting there on the couch. And that's so weird too, because you were just being like vulnerable and emotional. So weird. And, and like deep. That's why people want to know your trying, business. And they were still trying to like cause and stir drama. Of course. We were staying at a house before we had to go on stage and the producers came over and they gave us like, she brought this cake and she was trying to be super nice. I'm like, what is she trying to do? And they were like, oh, this is going to be your big moment. Oh, by the way, so-and-so is going to be on the couch sitting with you, like just trying to stir the pot. I'm like, just stop. Can we stop already? Don't bring me a cake, bitch. Don't bring me a cake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was so mad. I was like, why do we got to do this? That, I mean, I would love, I'm. it might be out there. So maybe I shouldn't even say this out loud. I should do some more research, but I would love to sit down and someone who's been a producer on that show for, you know, 25 years, however yeah. long it's been around, the mental and emotional experiment that that show is, I would love to just like hear stories from their side. Because you right. hear from the contestants here yeah. and there, but I haven't heard from a producer. They probably are not allowed to. They'll probably wow. get taken out back and shot or something. Yeah. But Yeah, I remember they wouldn't let me watch either. So I was like- um, Watch what? Watch the show I was going. So I had to be backstage, but I wasn't allowed to watch what was going on. So, you know- Oh, you just walk in there like, hey, I'm here. Yeah, and so like other guys were up there on stage with her and she was on stage, but they wouldn't let me watch. And I was like, I'm going to watch. And I went to the bathroom and I called my sister, Megan, and she was FaceTiming me or whatever so I could watch. Yeah, good. I'm just like, get out of here. But what is, they're just trying to set you up for failure. Yeah, they're just trying to set you up to create drama. It's live. You or for you to look dumb. Or, exactly. What? And I was so past it at that point too. You were already over it. Yeah, the crazy thing is too, like right before that, we had to go to Jimmy Kimmel live. Mm -hmm. And this was before it was announced who won. So nobody in the world knew who won. But <laughs> I'll never forget it. I got picked up in the car and I had a, go into the parking lot where Jimmy Kimmel was recorded. So the you do the recording and then it airs after okay. the live show. And there was just hundreds of paparazzi out there. And before I got out of the car with Caitlin, they put uh, blankets on top of me and they had like four or five dudes with umbrellas. So you, couldn't, you were obstructed. And so I had to walk down this alley and walk from the parking lot into this like back door. And it's just People taking pictures, trying to guess, trying who to you figure were. out who it was a couple hours prior to the show. What I know, and what? everyone was like, and it was hilarious. I remember laughing under because everybody was like, Nick, Nick, Nick. They all thought it was Nick who yeah. won, and I was just like walking underneath this blankets. I couldn't see where I was going. People were just guiding me through this massive. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing ever. You have lived a weird life. That was weird. That is. Okay. And I think we're in a... What happens? Okay, so what would happen if that secret was blown? Like, what if you just lifted your head up and you're like, surprise, motherfuckers, it's me. Like, <laughs> yeah. what would happen? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was only... I thought like you would have been sued. It was only a few hours. Yeah, they probably would have put it out to the news instantly. It would have been on social media. Damn. But I'll never forget, after we did that show, did Jimmy Kimmel, they brought us to a airport. So then we could fly overnight. So the next morning we had to be in New York City to go on Good Morning America. And there was this girl and they brought us through like back doors of the airport. Like all these, like, I mean, we weren't. What are you, the president of the I United know, States? I know, that's what it felt like. It was wild. And we were about to get on the plane. She's like, I literally told my husband to DVR this because I, and I didn't want anybody to tell me who won because I wanted to watch it tonight. I was like, surprise. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. We messed this up royally. Yeah, that's hilarious. I'll never forget that girl. That girl still talks about that. Yeah. Just, that was the last time she watched The Bachelor, actually. She was <laughs> yeah. like, forget this show. Yeah, crazy times. Talk about a spoiler alert. Spoiler.
Um, you know, uh, proud of you. That's cool. You survived that. Now we're here. Now we are here. We'll we'll dress up for the Halloween special. Okay. What are do we, we want to do? Are we doing a a pair, a couple pair? Yeah. Or are we doing we'll like have, a theme? Um, we're we're gonna call out for the help of you guys listening right now. What do you want to see Sam, Cat, and I dressed up for? <laughs> For our first ever Halloween special. Make it good, guys. Make it good. Let's put all the comments. We'll turn this into a reel right now. And whatever you think we should dress up as, we'll pick the best one. I I love it. You have any ideas? I have plenty of ideas. I actually thoroughly enjoy costume parties, not just for Halloween. You're a big, you're just a big holiday girl. Uh just I mean, sure. Yeah. I like. I feel like holidays give you something to look forward to. I also think that I have a different outlook on holidays because I have a great relationship with my family. And I know that as I've gotten older, I've learned that people kind of don't enjoy holidays because they didn't have a good time growing up and or something has happened since then. So like, I understand that now. Right. Uh, When I was younger, I was just kind of naive. I thought everybody loved those things. Um, But I just think that it gives you, everybody can celebrate holidays. You don't have to be any specific type of person, have any type of job, any sort of level of income, everybody can celebrate a holiday, even if it's fake. I think it just gives you, I don't know, something to look forward to. I like having things on the calendar to look forward to. I think it keeps life interesting. And I like to go big. You do. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of life is looking forward to things. Yeah. Keep things interesting. Yeah. And then just- living in the moment. Like there's nothing more fun than to look around at your friends or your family. Like I was looking at this party bus, but it's all my family and a few of our friends from Nashville. We looked like idiots. We were having so much fun. Right. My cousin and his girlfriend were like a Kmart photo shoot. Like, you know, 90s where you had like big bangs and those gaudy glasses and weird best. My one aunt and uncle were uh, chicken and the egg who came first. But their kids really loved that. Um, You know, Kelsey was a pickle. She was dressed as a big pickle. Like, so (laughs) it it was just, nobody had a theme, but it was, everybody showed up, everybody showed out and it was, it's just fun. It's fun to be goofy. It's fun to let your hair down and not take life so seriously. I feel like everything is, did you get up? Did you ice bath? Did you do this? Did you walk? Did you do like, oh, you're not doing anything for your health. Guess what? Sometimes dressing up in a costume and slamming Michelob Ultras with my dad is good for my health. Was everybody like, what are you guys doing? Why y'all dressed up? Were you the only people dressed up on Broadway besides bachelorette parties? We were 100% the only people dressed yeah. up. Um, nobody was confused. I think everybody checked the calendar and was like, huh, okay, October. And, well, it's also funny because it's just Broadway. So sure. nobody asks. Sure. Any you questions? You see a bunch of, I mean, we went there yeah. on Monday to wrap up my five-day weekend. We went out to Honky Talk Central, buddy. Where were you? I, I was there. A, I didn't get an invite. So. I knew you weren't going to come, so I didn't yeah. invite you. But uh, there was there were costumes of just, I'm pretty sure people who just dress like that every day. <laughs> I don't think they were costumes maybe. Um, and they were out Monday afternoon. So anything goes on Broadway. Well, I'm, I'm triggered that your parents were dressed up as uh, a nun and a priest. I'm sure. No, feelings. a pregnant nun, a pregnant nun and a priest. And then my, Lord gay, my cousins, mercy. my cousins that were the Pope and the Cardinal are gay. <gasps> They're married. And this girl that was drunk came up to them at the bar and saw him dressed as a Pope and I don't know if she was just so drunk, she thought he was someone who was actually religious. And he walks up, she goes, what do you think of the gays? And he goes, my husband is the cardinal. That was the first answer he gave her. And I was like, we are going to jail in this Southern belt of America. I was like, okay. But 
all good fun. Yeah. And if you're triggered, I don't give a fuck. Damn. Put that on t-shirt. <laughs> I was out on Broadway this weekend too for Bailey's birthday. Oh, yes. That was uh, the same night. That was the same night. I'm surprised yeah. you didn't see us. You were at 1230 Club. Club. Yeah, that's a bougie. You guys did the exact opposite of what we did. We did. You went nice and dressed up in 1230. Uh, we went mm, yeah. broken down bus and some costumes. I wouldn't say dressed up. I wore jeans and boots and oh, a t-shirt. Okay. She looked nice, but it's her that's party. Her yeah. 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 I did and it was late. I was like, Bailey, I love you. I want to go and be there for your birthday. But you're asking me to go there and starts at nine o'clock on a Friday night. Damn. Oh, come on. You ain't as good as you once was, but you're as good once as he ever was. Right. And it's not like you got to do that every weekend. No, it was fun. And then it started raining. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. On the rooftop. I was wearing a fro, though, so I was good. Yeah. How was that wake up? I was fine. Yeah. I, the only time I was misbehaved was uh, Sunday night when I drank 102. Liter I don't even know how many I had. Old fashions. Ugh. Those just get me. Ugh. But I woke up Monday and I did feel fine, which was, I don't know, I definitely better than I deserved. Maybe it was just because I stuck with the same thing the whole night, but I popped right back up and I was like, all right. Ready to rock and roll? Yeah. Now I'm dragging though. Yeah. Let me get I, you out of there. Struggling. You work out yet today? <laughs> you going to work out? No. No, I canceled my 7.30 because I said, you know what? Not today. The Lord said no. So I said, okay, tomorrow will be another workout. I'll be there. 7.30. All right. You should come for a run with us. I will never do that, John. Never. Like I woke up this morning at like 5.50 to get water and Bailey was already out the door. Yeah. On the trails. And I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, I passed her. No, it's, yeah. it's just not for me. That sounds miserable. It's dark out. It's cold. And you want me to run? There better be someone chasing me with a knife. Yeah. This morning was cold. I was like... Yeah, but don't you love that? I loved it. Yeah, you love cold weather. I, I mean, I do it. too, but you love it for physical activity. I love it just to cozy up. And yeah, it was like low forties. Oh, that's a little too much. Just wearing a t-shirt. Do but you then, think? Do you think you've gotten more adjusted to the warm weather, and you're like a little more of a baby when it comes to cold weather? Well, now, now that I've been doing the ice bath for a while, I feel like I'm kind of you know conditioning my body for the cold weather. Okay, I don't know that that's real, but okay. Yeah, but I'm gonna like I said moved to Alaska one day and racing the Iditarod. So I'm trying to prep my body and my mind and soul and Walter. Okay. <laughs> Let me know how that goes. We'll check in uh, quarter past never on that one. But yeah. I remember when I was in college, I used to leave practice, which gymnastics is leotard. So not a lot of clothing with ice bags, like wrapped to my body to get to class. And I'd walk with like a letterman jacket, spandex shorts and a leotard with like Ugg boots in snow. Boots with the fur. Now it drops below 50 and I'm like, ooh. Yeah. I you got some eat. old bones now. I do. Yeah. Old bone cat. The whole don't. I, why? These are not good today. Fanny cat. Fanny pack cat. That's Fanny a good pack one. Fanny pack cat I'll take. Yeah. Oh, there you have it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anything else you want to say to the people out there listening, Fanny pack cat? I have nothing to say. I feel like this was an unhinged chaotic episode. As per usual, we didn't have anything to talk about, so we just went with it. That's an ugly mug you got there. This was a gift. Thank you. Just kidding. That's a fantastic mug. Whoever got it for her. We love it. <laughs> we love you guys. And thank you for listening to In the Booth. Don't forget, let us know what you want us to dress up for for our first ever Halloween special. Maybe we'll get somebody in here. Maybe we'll have Andrew dress up with us. Who knows? We're excited. Until then, team on three.